I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day-to-day jobs. In fact, you may even have two. And you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness for 95ers podcast. Today we are joined by a very special guest and also my current coach, Mr. Wade Foster. Wade, how are you today, mate? I'm doing very well, thank you, mate. Very well. Thank you for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks, mate. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, But we're going to be talking a good bit about training, nutrition, getting in the best shape of your life today. Um, Wade is an expert coach and is some of, honestly, the best transformations I've ever seen. Um, But before we get into all that, for those who would like a completely free fat loss guide, all you have to do is click the show notes below. The link will be in the description. Um, pick it up there, stick your email in, and I'll get that sent across. Also, for anyone who leaves a review or screenshots and ties me in their stories, I will set you up with a completely free coaching call as well. But apart from that, let's get into it today. So, Wade, um, how are you today, mate? How's your training going, first and foremost? Um, we'll start there. Training is going. Training is going good, mate. Started prep for Southern England's strongest man uh, this week, which is good. So that's the qualify. Like, so in strongman, you got to do your qualifiers to get to sort of like England strongest, and yep. then Britain strongest and stuff like that. So Southern England is the first um, first qualifier. So I've got that in April. Um, if you come top three, which is the aim, you qualify for England's strongest man. Top three in that, you qualify for Britain's and so on and so on. So like that's the. That's the plan. So that's the first one of the year, which is in, in April. So just start in prep now and, and everything's looking good. Sounds good, mate. And do you want to give us a wee quick background on yourself, who you are, what you're doing, and also the, the strong man as well. So Wade's got a bit of a history as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's been in this a while. He's got some really, really, really good achievements. Um, so if you want to just run through them first for us, Wade. So myself, like dating profile style. Yeah, let's go for it, mate. I like, I like, I like, long, walk, I like long walks on the beach. And <laughs> <laughs> Elevator. Um, uh, no, so I am, uh, as Andrew said, a body transformation coach. Um, that's my sort of uh, my day job, as I'd say. Um, so I've been doing that for five years now. And the business has built up really, really well. I work uh, sort of as the head coach of the Spearman Fitness Industry. Um, so that's where my sort of work and coaching is, and I work on body transformations, um, promoting. Like, I like to say I promote like sexiness and performance. So I, I feel there's a little stigma around sexy, but like I like like people feel better when they when they when they feel sexy. <laughs> look in the mirror and feel good. So I like I like to promote that, and I like that's sort of what I like to do. I like to make people look good naked or look better naked. So that's kind of like my day job, trying to help with that and trying to make people feel good about themselves like the way they look and happy i find most people when they start liking what they see in the mirror they're actually happier in their day today so that's a uh, background on my work training wise um i first competed as a fitness model 
back many moons ago when I was when I was much younger. In your twenty two, um, because I've seen it in your Instagram. Yeah, I think I was, yeah, was twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. <laughs> I did that. Um, came third in my first ever show, which I prepped myself straight out of uni, not really having a Scooby Doo what I was doing. Then I went on to work with with uh, Chris Liven, and we then took my pro card and became a pro fitness model and did that for a couple of years, sort of competing against. Fitness models in, in those ranks. Then I moved over to men's physique, and I became a men's physique champion, um, which was which was pretty awesome. And then I decided to stop getting a six pack and start getting fat and getting strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I moved into the uh, the strongman world. Um, I'm very, very I only did this a year ago, so I'm actually still under a year into strongman. Um, and I won a couple of shows last year, and I came third in uh, Britain's Strongest Novice, which is basically if you're in your first year of strongman, you're allowed to compete in it. Um, and I came third in that, which was just pretty awesome, considering there was no weight category. So I was the lightest by about 20, 30 kilos. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, the, wait, you should see, the, should see the, uh, the top three photo. First place is like six foot five and 130 kilos. Second place <laughs> is, again, six, five, six, four and about 140 kilos. And it's me at 5'10 and 100 kilos in third place. It's like, the, <laughs> like ridiculous. Um, but obviously to be that small and light, to beat, to beat the rest of the big boys, I was pretty happy with. But yeah. this year, I'm obviously in my weight category. So, um, so I should make it a lot more even, so to say. So I'm not, not losing 30, 40 kilos in a couple of uh, inches on these guys. Losing 30%, yeah. So a lot of achievements, as Wade said there. Um, but what we're going to kind of get into today is, Wade touched on there, he is the, the head coach with Inspire and Fitness. So the, the ethos behind that brand is kind of getting people in cover model shape. So this is people who are at the highest end of physique transformations. Some of the transformations are absolutely incredible. Um, so we're going to get into a bit of that and how the elite use it, how Wade coaches his clients through it and how you can apply it to your life as well. So Wade, what are some of the, we'll start very general, what is the, some of the top strategies that you, you would recommend for someone who struggles to stick to a diet? So the, the diet isn't right for, if you, if you struggle to stick to it, it's not right for you. And there could be, there could be a number of reasons for this. And, that's no one's technical fault to begin with yeah like everyone is so so unique so say if you're going to work with a coach or if you're picking up a diet plan from a magazine that may not be great but like you want to give it a go or whatever and you give it a go and you can't stick to it it's because it takes a while to find what works for you and what you enjoy like some people myself i'm very robotic i am very easy eating the same things every day mm-hmm. a lot of people can't do that I can't mix stuff up i mix stuff up i get confused i'm like oh god how much of this should i be having how much of that should i be having um like it just gets too confusing for me i'm man of simple taste simple things yeah um so i keep everything simple and structured but some people don't like that and they prefer a bit more uh options or macro based and stuff like that so to begin with the first one will be whatever you do like keep on working to it till you find the approach that sticks to you because just because you can't do like with clients myself, just because they can't do the initial diet I set out for them, doesn't mean we can't work together and, and then it completely fails. Just means, right, we need a couple of weeks to work out I, me to understand your likes and dislikes and how your body reacts. 
and then you to understand a bit more on nutrition and what your body needs. Um, so I think the first thing that too many people fail at is they try it for a week or two and they can't stick to it because it's not, it's not there. So it doesn't work around them and it will take a while to get that to adjust. So that's the first thing I always say is it's a long game. Don't just give it a week or two and fall off the wagon go. And the first start you have is never going to be perfect ever, ever. Like I'm not, I'm not Houdini. You're, you're not Houdini. Like I I can't get it right. Uh, If I do, I'm bloody lucky. But it'll take a while for us to build a relationship at a bond and for me to go, right, this is now perfectly towards you. But you can't do that like straight away just from even a questionnaire. As good as your questionnaire is, it'll take you a while to work out, like for yours, nine to fivers. I've never had a nine to five. So I so I, I can eat whenever I want, where you can only eat during your lunch break, lunch hour. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of yeah, it's like too many people fancy, fall, you know. fall off the wagon too quickly, I feel. Yeah. Um, because they just they can't stick to it because it's potentially too difficult. And the thing I say is we can always work around it. Things can always change. There's no perfect diet. The perfect diet is the one you can stick to. Hundred percent. I can't remember that. So somebody tweeted it, but it was something. Something. I think it was maybe Lane Norton or something. But he tweeted the top three um, things you'd be looking for in a diet are the top three most important things. The first one's adherence. The second one's adherence. And the third one's adherence. Yeah, <laughs> literally could not be truer. Yeah, I mean that. Like, I could write literally the best diet plan in the world. But if you can't stick to it, it's not the best diet plan in the world. Yep, hundred percent. And you kind of, you kind of so, really answered. Yeah, so adherence is key. Yeah, you kind of really answered my second question. It's how to increase adherence for anyone listening who struggled, who does struggle to stick to a diet. But it is just that you're not on the right diet. You know. Yeah, exactly. And there's obviously there's, there's things you can and can't do. So again, having I like to to teach. As you're well aware, like, like at checking stuff, I like to I like to empower the client. I don't want, like if, if they're robotic like me and they just want to stick to it, that's great. But I try and let them know if it says chicken, I don't really mind if you eat turkey. Yeah. If you eat if you eat fish, if you eat beet, like yeah, the, the macros are a little bit different. But the important thing is you're getting meat and protein at that meal, right? Like like I don't I don't want you if I, if I've written uh, chicken, baby new potatoes and mixed veg i would want you to learn that you go you know what i could have sea bass instead of this chicken because at the end of the day it, it is potentially slightly different than macronutrients but it's not hugely it's not like having a pizza exactly i mean in the grand scheme it's not so so i try to you know. no so i try to educate as i go so they can they can empower themselves and start making some decisions going right I, I'm, I am quite bored of chicken like ah uh, as it, it can get boring so mm-hmm. i go right ah uh, the the tuna's on sale. Sweet, I'll get a couple of tins of tuna, make myself tuna and jacket potato. Tuna, jacket potato, and mixed veg is identical, not identical, but exceptionally <laughs> close to chicken, baby new potatoes, and mixed veg. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, but again, but again, until until you have a conversation and explain that to someone, they don't know. Like, like if you if you if you like, I entered your day job for a day. The things you think are basic, I wouldn't have a clue i'd be like this is a whole new world to me yeah. so i understand how people get scared and intimidated by nutrition and don't know a few of the easy switches they can make but that's something i like i try and do i try and get them to, to learn on the job and go right yes you're paying me and like but to make your life easier and so you don't need to pay me forever 
let's let's start learning and start teaching you a few things so then you can you can empower yourself to go do it on your own eventually yeah 100 percent. couldn't agree more um and one question asked it almost on a weekly basis are there any foods that i should completely avoid or are there any foods that are foods that i need to include for fat loss no <laughs> <laughs> no there's not like like this smart this smart decisions like like it doesn't like right let's let's take for example let's take for example a, a pizza a domino's pizza yeah oh no actually let's, let's do benny let's do ice cream it's easier right if you want a tub of ice cream yeah you want a ben and jerry's that's 1500 calories yeah <laughs> if you are a 60 kilo female that tub of ben and jerry's has probably put you over your calorie budget for the day just that tub of Ben and Jerry's, right? So, like, if you want some ice cream, why don't you look at a tub of Halo Top? There's 280 calories, and you can now have a few more meals throughout the day. You do, so there's, it's, it's sort of like high food value stuff, like stuff that generally tastes nice because I've got a lot of fat and a lot of a lot of like just shit in it. There's a lot higher calories. So if you want to have it, you can, but you're going to have less food elsewhere. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a trade-off. A lot of whole, healthy, nutritious food, so your lean meats, a few carbohydrates, your fruits, your veggies, are actually quite low in calories. So you can have a lot of them and feel full. It's when you have, say, a pastry and a latte for breakfast. <laughs> it's a lot of calories, but not a lot, not a lot of food volume. No. So you actually feel hungry, but you've already had 600 calories. Whereas if you had like a couple of eggs scrambled, into an omelette and stuff like that then that could be 200 calories but you're full for a lot longer yeah. so it's understanding food volume and, and calorie intake is kind of with, with what i try and again teach and empower people understanding that yeah if you want to have if you want to have that you can but you can't have anything else today <laughs> so, so make make that decision if you want to have a domino's pizza tonight fantastic that's all you're eating today again but we're talking if overall health not the ideal because your macronutrients are probably going to be all over the show. But if we're talking calories in, calories out, yeah, you can make a lot of foods fit your diet, but then we may be missing micronutrients and, and minerals and vitamins and stuff like that. Yep, again, something to consider. Just got to weigh up the options there, really, to be honest. Um, I always, I always answer a very similar question or similar answer. Um, there is nothing that you need to eat, or there's nothing that you don't need to eat. It's just about understanding where it fits in the weekly scale, daily scale, and how it looks for your actual progress during that week. Exactly. I think you, you'll, you'll be similar to this on a, sort of the calorie borrowing approach. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you know, if you, if you do, if you like a beer, like myself, and if you do like a, a pizza on a Friday or Saturday night, that's going to be a lot of calories, hypothetically. So, what you could do is so say that is, just say that, say that equals 3,000 calories, right? Let's just take 3,000 calories out of every other, like, out of other days during the week. So 500 calories, sort of like Monday, Tuesday, et cetera, et cetera. So then you've saved yourself. You've taken those calories out somewhere and put them somewhere else. So start thinking of calories as a, as a week rather than a day. Yep. So like, sweet, I'm on 2,000 calories a day. Or think about it, right, I'm on 14,000 calories a week. I can have 7,000 7, calories on Saturday. Sweet. <laughs> I've had a great day. That only means I've got like under 1,000 calories for every other day of the week. So, so you can play around with it and be smarter with your nutrition with, with the calorie borrowing approach. 
shit, I'm at a wedding on Saturday. I'm going to get a lot. Of, I'm going to have a lot of drinks. There's going to be a lot of high fat calorie food. Let's knock 300 calories off every other day of the week just to give myself a little bit of breathing room. That's always a smart approach. I feel is quite quite a useful one to teach. Hundred percent. That that is the approach I use myself. Getting lean yeah. the last time as well. Another one would just be focusing on protein and veggies on you know, in the days that I'm actually maybe going out or or I'm going for something to eat, whatever. To be honest, I maybe have like an egg white omelet in the morning, chicken salad for lunch. Hold off. I can go. I'm not too hungry. Just enough to fill the gap, and then you can go out. And that meal doesn't have as much of an effect as Wade said. Exactly. Exactly. Week, you know, yeah. um, you don't need to fucking completely eliminate every single tip food type that you've ever enjoyed on, <laughs> from your diet. It's just making just making smart decisions over time, and yeah. I think learning just how to make some nice meals is really really useful. Yeah, like what my favorite one is when I'm when I'm on prep or when I'm dieting down. Um, a chicken, so like a meal plan would say chicken and mixed vegetables right that that looks quite boring on a meal plan i can make six different meals out of that yeah easy you got a chicken stir fry yep chicken and mediterranean veg mm-hmm. you could have like chicken broccoli cauliflower your standard your chick but you could have like so many different flavors and different things chicken and mixed veg doesn't just mean sweet i'm having chicken and broccoli again like you can have <laughs> plain plain in the oven <laughs> literally Plain chicken and broccoli, wonderful. But no, you can make like my favourite prep was going to Tesco's, getting the uh, the stir fry stir fry veg. Yep, yep. Mixing uh, mixing some chicken up with that. Added stir fry most evenings. Hundred percent. Yep, I'm a massive fan. Of it. And I always try and do the same. So I'll fire a lot of recipes and stuff over to the clients mm. as well, and put that put that in their meal plan. And that's the, the you know what I'm trying to teach as well. The exactly. If you can pick up that skill, it makes such a massive difference. Yeah, you got. Um, was it a courgette? Yo, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never tried it, but I have seen it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, mate, mate. When I go on prep, because I, I like, I have to try everything. Try it. So you have like spaghetti bolognese, but without spaghetti, it's with like courgette. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, like it's fun. It's a bit of fun, you know. It makes the, the meal a bit more exciting. Got to keep it interesting. Exactly, like chicken pesto pasta, but instead of pasta, you got. Butternut squash or something. So you can like you can make things a bit which which uh, like ten times less calories. So you can you can make things interesting, and that's something that you try. I try and empower, and I try and let people know you don't just have to have broccoli, peas, and green beans or whatever. <laughs> so, broccoli, chicken, and rice. That's all. <laughs> um, so, what kind of advice would you give someone who is looking to uh, somebody starting out? Somebody's They've been training for a couple of years. Let's frame the situation here. Training for maybe a year or two. They're looking to take things to the next level. They want to get in the best shape of their life. Where do they start? Hire someone. <laughs> that, that, right. That's that obviously like, if I wanted to learn X, I would hire X. Yeah. Simple, like, simple as. Like, but again, there's a monetary value that I know not everyone's got money. So like, but, First option would always be I would I would look to learn from someone who's good, like like simple as that. Like if you're going into any field, if I wanted to learn about space, I'd hire someone to teach me. I want to learn about engineering, I'd hire someone to teach. Like if I wanted to learn something, I would hire someone. That would be the like the, the standard. But to give information out, so first place. So most people will obviously want to like yes, nutrition. We can go into nutrition training. Start logging what you're doing in the gym. 
Like, I, I don't care if you think it looks weird. I don't care if no one else does it and people laugh at you. How do you know where you're going if you don't know where you've been? Easiest, easiest, most basic oh. training tactic you will ever, you will ever. But, but like, I, I put my hands up. When I was at uni and I started training, I didn't. I, I would just go in, go in. It took me a while as well. I was. I used thirty kilo dumbbells last week. I don't. I don't oh, yeah, I'll just do them this weekend. But you're not making your. You need to create the new stimulus for your body for it yeah. to, to build muscle mass. So if you start logging your training, regarding of whatever training pattern you're doing, there's so many out there, and I wouldn't even want to get in like oh. too much into that. Yeah. Too, there's like too many options. Go to the gym. Do what you enjoy. Be if it's a simple four by four sets of ten or four sets of twelve. A top set and a back off set, any whatever you're doing, whatever you enjoy, crack on. But log it. Next time you go in, you beat that score. Sweet, I did four sets of ten on a hundred kilo leg press. Next week, I'm going to do four sets of ten on a hundred and five kilo leg press. Next week, four sets of ten on a hundred and ten kilo leg press. That's progressive overload. That's how you're going to build muscle mass. But you only know that if you record what you're doing. So the simplest tip to anyone around training is log what you do and progress if you can't lift the heavier weight try and beat it by a rep like if your plan says four sets of 10 it doesn't really matter if you do four sets of 11 (laughs) 11 and three sets of 10 that's brilliant that's progress yeah like if i did so say say like you and i went to the gym and we did uh four sets of 10 on 80 kilo bench press the week after i did Two sets of 11 on 80 and two sets of 10 on 80, that's still progress. So the simplest tip I would tell anyone is start logging what you're doing in the gym. Yep, mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. So, which is, it's, I didn't do it to begin with, and even you agreed. Yeah. You didn't do it to begin with either. Yep. So it's so simple. I mean, I, I, it's something I picked up in the last probably three years now, even if it was just notes in the phone. Um, but like, how it changed everything's just incredible. Um, oh, yeah, you can do it on notes on your phone. Like you don't need a notebook; you just do it on your phone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you don't need to bring anything in. Yep, hundred percent. And for anyone looking to get to that photo shoot level, where do you start there? What do which, 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 That's a bit of a broad question. Um, <laughs> what do you think it takes to get to that level of the photo shoot? What it takes, so I'll tell you what, it's more mental than anything, 100%. 100%. Getting down to low body fat levels is a mental game, all right? Your body, your body and mind will play tricks on you. You think, like, you're looking the best you've ever looked. You think you'll look crap. Yeah? And at times, things you have never liked in your life become the most fascinating food source. Like, if you've never liked Marmite, Marmite's going to start smelling really, really good for you in a couple of weeks when your calories go low. Like, and then you go, I'll just have a bit. Oh, next thing I know, I've had 10 cookies, I've ordered five Domino's, and I've had two tubs of Ben & Jerry's, and I fucked it. So, it's very, very mental to get to the low body fat levels. Do you know know Um, one thing that's one funny one on that point there? The last time I got lean, now I didn't get I didn't get into photo shoot lean, but I got reasonably lean. One of the things that I started craving. Now I I did I don't buy this right. It was just in the house, and it was dry, bite-sized shredded wheat. Like 
like see shredded wheat the cereal. Like you could wee bite sized ones. I was eating them out of the box dry. Like, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Because they were sitting there and they were fucking amazing. You know, <laughs> just just anything that had slight flavour was just wow, wild. Um, yeah, so like you will have temptations, and it's just like it's it's so mental because the way the Western world is set up now is, I want food now. Yeah, I can get Uber Eats, Deliveroo. Every advertising board you see is KFC, McDonald's, or Burger King, or Subway. Do you know what I mean? So mm. everywhere there is temptation. And I don't, I don't have to leave my house and I can get whatever I want given to me. So to get into that shape, it takes hard work and willpower. Mm-hmm. Like, technically, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> eat, eat less calories <laughs> than you burn. Yeah. yeah. Or burn more calories than you eat. It's really easy. Like, technically. But mentally, it's very, very hard. Just the way the Western world set up and the way your mind will then generally play tricks on you saying, you can get away with that or have that or this or uh, uh, uh. next thing you know, you've ordered loads of food and you've stuffed your face and you're like feeling sick. Which happens. It happened to me. Many times I've died. It happens. It's very common. I've been sick a couple of times. Yeah. And if that does happen, like don't shoot yourself in the foot. Just go, right, I made a mistake. Crack on with it. Like get back on plan the next day. Too many people are like a, like a yo-yo state where they're then overly restrict and overly worry, which just leads to another another potential binging episode. So it's just trying to make sure that you, you don't worry. Like Everyone's human. Like I know Olympia-level bodybuilders that have broken on a diet. And that's pinnacle of like physique. Yeah. Revenge that I've gone, fucking hell, I need a five guys or something. And, just have, and, like, and then they're like, shit, I made a mistake get on plan the next day it's trying not to be too hard on yourself it's human I like again if it was easy everyone would do it yeah so true so it's true. easy it's easy to go home and watch Netflix it's harder to get yourself to the gym and try and hit a PB on a couple of your lifts so it's a bit of a mental it's much more of a mental game than, than people than people think like it is, it is it's hard um but if you get yourself in the right community, get yourself again. Like if you if you can afford it, get yourself a coach who's, who's like good at talking to you, willing to willing to give you a bit of time, and then can educate you along the way. It makes it a much more easier and fun process, and you'll get there quicker. So that's something I like. Just try and it's like, like I like I would recommend everyone to give it a go. Yeah, because like I've now got like these photos. My bloody parents have got canvas of one of my photo shoots on their wall like right <laughs> you've, you've seen my you've seen my photo shoots photo there potentially a little bit saucy like <laughs> me in boxes standing provocatively yeah. like standard photo shoot photos my parents got like a massive canvas and it's up in the wall of my house <laughs> so like when, when like obviously like when their friends come over who are like 55 60 is that your son oh i'm like mom take it down <laughs> Um, but I have this to I have this to show my grandkids. So, uh, when I'm when I'm an old grumpy guy or in a rocking chair drinking beer, uh, I'd be like, <laughs> I look like this one. Day. Like it's a, re- it's, it's a good thing that I can have that I can show my grandkids yeah. one day that you know what I I was I, I like to always be fit and healthy, but I was I got in that shape. Like it's quite yeah. it's quite a nice thing to be able to show grandkids that you got it, and you, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. Like 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 
you will next time you diet, I will next time I diet. You learn a lot about yourself and how strong-minded and will-powered you are. Pushing the limits, that's that, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. And how does the nutrition change from the start of the diet to the end of the diet? How does that period change over the period? Obviously, depends calories are going down. It depends but... how adherent the client is. Yeah, true. Yeah, so like, so obviously, like, calories are going down. Standards. Whatever you start on, they're, they're going down. They are. Um, main thing is you, you generally want to keep your – because obviously you want to keep muscle mass. So you, you're, you're going to want to keep protein particularly steady. You're not going to want to um, be messing too much with your protein intake. Um, so carbs and fat is the, one, the two that you manipulate. Bring calories down. Generally, for me, I, like, I would – move carbs more than fat um until a certain point and then obviously fat is higher into is a higher sort of caloric value than, than carbohydrate so if i need a bigger drop you start looking to take fat out and stuff like that um so obviously they're the two the two macronutrients that you manipulate to bring it down <coughs> and then as it goes you generally look for like leaner cuts so so Obviously, your beef and your salmon and maybe chicken thighs have a, have a higher fat content than uh, white fish, turkey mince, chicken breasts and stuff like that. So then as, you, as you're dieting down, you're trying to sort of manipulate a few things to make, sm again, smarter choices where you're lowering your calories but not really lowering your food volume. So you're going to go, right, I have been having salmon for dinner, but that's just say 20 grams of protein, 20 grams of fat. Let's have chicken breasts instead, pretty much same volume but I've got 20 grams of protein with no fat. Yeah. So then you manipulate your calories that way, but you've not really moved your, um, your, your food volume. So you're not really affecting your hunger too much. Um, so there's some smart swaps I, I do along the way as sort of the calories go down. I'm like, right, we're going to have to start losing maybe, maybe the red meat and maybe sort of like uh, mackerel, salmon or any, any of the higher fattier meats will start losing those. That's why like a lot of body, you'll, like everyone, a lot of bodybuilders eat egg whites rather than whole eggs. Because obviously the yolk is where, where the fat content is. So potentially as you go, and now obviously Tesco's have uh, two chicks. Do you know the egg white? The egg white. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them, yeah. You can now buy egg whites from, um, from Tesco's. You never used to be able to do that. You'd have to separate the yolk. And that's like, I'm not getting a, a general population client to separate yolks from eggs. Like I'm not doing that because that's just, it's just a hassle. But like now two chicks is a, is a sort of product you can buy. Some of them like it. Oh, sweet. I can have like maybe just one whole egg and a couple hundred mils of uh, egg yolk, egg white. You're getting your protein in, but you're not, you're not having to worry about the fat from there. So that's an easy way to drop calories down. Um, so that's generally some of the, some of the sort of simpler things that, that you can do as you're getting leaner and leaner, some of the smarter switches that, that you have to make. Um, and my a key thing I do is fuel your gym performance. Like you have, like, you still need to perform in the gym. Walking through the gym door, gym door, and picking up weights isn't a tick in the box. Like that, you like that's nothing. You have to still push yourself or stimulate a muscle in the, in a way that's brought you there. You may be able to edit volume and stuff like that, but you still need to perform in the gym. So I like pre-workout nutrition, regarding of when someone tra unless someone trains at like five four a.m. They can't get anything in. I'll make the evening meal a decent one, like the pre-bed meal a decent one to give them some food still in their system. 
but I still really, really focus on pre-workout meals. I like it being a good meal so they can go and perform. They have energy and they can go and do what they do best and smash the gym. Because you see a lot of people as they diet down and down and down, they just lose muscle mass because they haven't got the energy to perform in the gym. So that's something I really try and focus on for a lot of clients and a lot of obviously cover model people because they're getting in front of camera. They need to look their best. Yeah. So I really focus on the importance of pre-workout uh, nutrition um, of just a, not, not like not nothing technical, but like just a nice meal where they've got carbohydrates and protein, but a good amount. So that's kind of like the last place I'll take food from is around that workout because that's where I want them to perform and I want them to recover. Yeah, of course, of course. <clears throat> Good points there. Um, and how does the training side change over the course of that diet? So again, I touched it, volume. Volume is key. So intensity needs to be there still. But say when you were starting your diet, you could do three sets at 100 kilos leg press. As you've got less food in you, three sets of 100 kilos is going to be very, very taxing. So you may drop that down to two sets of 100 kilos. You're still stimulating your muscle mass with that with the 100 kilos. You're still lifting the same weight, but you're lowering the volume. Again, it gets to the last couple of weeks. You may only be able to go in, smash out one big set, and move on. But you're still giving that muscle that sort of like level of stimulant at that weight. You're not lowering your weight. So that's something I will try and educate and put people going, oh, look, I just can't get through these sessions. I just can't touch these weights. I'm like, it's fine. Just give me one big set. Um, something I also sort of will, will sort of try and do is machines over free weights. Yeah. When you're low on calories, it's bloody hard to load up a squat bar and squat or to <laughs> deadlift. But I can leg press quite well. Mm-hmm. You know, I can cable row. I can lap pull down and it's fine because they're not very technical you, you, you're seated and you're sort of fixed in a position so you don't have to worry about form you can just load it up and give it your all for one or two sets whereas if you've got say if you are like quite strong or whatever more strong relative to yourself and you've got to try and load up a squat bar walk it out knock out 10 reps at whatever rest a couple of minutes and go again that can be really taxing and hard on your joints when you're low on calories so moving over to, to, to leg press, to hack squats, leg curls, like just moving over to more machine-based during a time of low calories can be a very smart decision to, to preserve energy and for safety as well. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, and one thing that I'm going to ask you on, and it's purely out of interest for my own training, um, what is the theory? So we has set up my programme at the moment. Um, we're doing, firstly, most a lot of the exercises are set up on a 6 to 8 and then a 12 to 15 set fashion. What's the kind of theory and thought process behind those sets and rep ranges? So it's heavy, heavier weight for the 6 and 8. Basically, so like yep. you're getting to handle heavier weight, you're stimulating your muscle mass with heavier weight. You're getting stronger in, in good rep ranges. And you're creating enough tension for your muscle to... To, to, to elicit hypertrophy, okay? Your ones, your twos, your threes, your fours, your fives are fantastic, but there's not a lot of tension potentially going on there. Because yeah. well, one rep, there's not like, it's heavier weight, yeah, but there's not a lot of like muscular tension going for that one rep. Whereas time under tension of a six to eight is, is, is a lot more. 
um, that then you're sort of strength training of your ones, your twos, your threes, etc. Um, and you get to pick up a heavier weight, stimulate your muscle mass with a heavier weight, so you can implement sort of a, just sort of progressive overload on those weights. And then you move into a sort of a back offset, like we said, of a twelve to fifteen, just getting strong in different rep ranges. But like I like I alluded to earlier, if you hit eighteen reps on that second set, I am happy as Larry because I know you're going to go heavier next week because you you've yeah. smashed it. They're just guides mainly. It's like a good heavier weight and then a good a good sec, a lighter secondary weight. Yeah. The reason the reason I do it that way around is, and I, I try and explain it during my warm ups as well. I want you to save as much energy for that top set, right? For that big set. So if hypothetically we did we did four sets of let's just say we did four sets of eight, yeah. But but you you kind of pyramided them up a little bit because it felt easy. So let's just say leg press for example. So you did set one of eight at just 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 say hundred kilos. Then you went ah oh, I got eight there that felt alright. I'll go to set two. I'll go to one ten. Oh that still felt alright. I'll go to one fifteen. So then you might go to 120, right? Whereas if you just worked your way up, you may be able to hit 150, 160 because you haven't wasted energy of 10 reps on 100 kilos, 120, 120. So the way I, I program is I call it feeler sets. So you're feeling the weight. So you're, you need to warm up, be it, with, be it however you do your activation exercises or whatever. Activate the muscles, warm up. Mm -hmm. Then you go on to leg press. Let's just say, let's just for ease sake, our top set's 150. So you might do 50 kilos for, for 10 reps. Get some nice blood in, in the legs and move on like that. Then you'll do 80 kilos, maybe for six reps. 100 kilos for three reps. 125 kilos, maybe for two reps. Maybe 140 kilos for one rep just to get used to the heavier weight. And then bam, I'm smashing 150 kilos, aiming for six to eight. If I hit nine or ten, fantastic. Next time this workout comes around, I'm going to go heavier. I'm going to go to 160. But it's just the idea of you're saving and conserving energy to go as high as you can in your top set. And then, obviously, you're going to compete a back offset at a lower weight next because the main one is the bigger, heavier weight. Um, so that, that's this um, high-intensity training philosophy. Um, if anyone's interested in it, just, just look up. Dorian Yates, high intense training, and then there's loads of um, articles and stuff on it. But that's that's the mindset and the um, sort of the stuff behind behind this training cycle that we're on. Nice, nice. I like it. Something I've never tried before. Something along those lines. So it's good and refreshing. It's for very, unique, very unique. Only really known in bodybuilding world because of Dorian Yates. Yeah. Um, it's not really in the magazines. The magazines is more like they say the three sets of ten to twelve and stuff like that, um, rather than sort of like one or two big all-out sets. But obviously, the the idea is you train to failure. Yeah. So, like, if I say we're training together, I like you're not being able to. You have to fail on that leg press. Like it's got to lock in at the bottom. You can't. You can't be. You can't fail at the top. You got to fail at the bottom. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you've pushed up, you, you're going again. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Like you're giving it a go again. <laughs> That's sometimes why leg press is much safer than back squat during this, this type of... That's why so, you, know, you haven't got a back squat in your program. Because yeah. again, back squat's quite... It's a fantastic exercise. I love it. But for this style of training, it's a little bit dangerous because failing a back squat at the bottom, if, you, if you're not good at spotting or you haven't got a good spot or anything, can be a little dangerous to, to, to bail a bar backwards and stuff like that. That's why with this 
philosophy of training. It's a lot easier to use your leg press, your leg extension and your leg curls or, or even dumbbells where you can bail to the side rather than a barbell that gets stuck in your chest. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Makes sense. I like it. And we'll touch on one final thing um, before wrapping things up. And that is what kind of cardio protocols and approach do you like to take when it comes to getting this lean? What can I expect over the next 12, 16 weeks, however long we're going to do this? Um, and just going to touch on that side, if you will, with so, so, so everyone's unique, standard. Yeah. Like everyone is, is unique. But like to get lean, you've got to burn a lot of calories. Like your, your body doesn't want to be lean. Like it doesn't want to. <laughs> but there's times you're going to need to do cardio when, when your body doesn't want you to do cardio and stuff like that. But my, my main philosophy, so lists, so uh, low intensity, steady state cardio. So like stuff on a, on a treadmill, on a cross trainer, on a bike, like that steady state is much easier to track than hit. Uh, high intensity interval training. So like sprints and stuff. Um, because the intensity is higher to track. Like if I say you've got to do uh, 10, 10 sprints outside or 10 sprints or do, do like a hit circuit, you can do it one week and you might smash it. You go in next week and you're not feeling that great. You're feeling a little bit like lousy and you go, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just get it done. You haven't burnt the same amount of calories. So when you come to look at your progress, it's not linear because I, I like, well, um, I'll make you do more hit then because like, obviously we need to do more because you're not burning enough calories. But in actual fact, it was you didn't put the effort in that week. So we could have actually kept things the same and you just kept the effort. But hits a lot harder to keep that effort going the lower your calories go. Whereas if I go, right, I need you to stick on a cross trainer for half an hour with your heart rate around 120, 130 beats per minute, easy. If you, if you lose weight that week, Brilliant, we'll keep it the same. If you stall, well, let's add an extra 10 minutes onto each cardio session. Let, let's increase your calorie expenditure because you're going, going longer, for, you're going to cardio for 10 more minutes each session. And then we're starting to create a bigger calorie deficit that way. My little trick that I picked up from a guy called Chris Aceto, who's a, um, a very good coach in, the, in America, he does something called like miss. Well, it's, it's a cross between hit and list. So uh, you'll be on a cross trainer for just say, or any cardio equipment, just say for, for 30 minutes. Right? You're going to do two minutes steady state, say at heart rate around 130 beats per minute, but that, like casual. The way, the way I try and get people, right? you can hold a conversation. So if you and me were on a, on a cross trainer next to each other at 130 beats per minute, we can have a little bit of a talk. Okay? You then do one minute with your heart rate above 130, so potentially around 150, 160. Not sprinting, not like 100%, but a good good chunk up, so you're higher intense for a minute. A minute where, uh, intensity where uh, you and I wouldn't be able to talk. We'd, we'd be at a conversation where, I'm just moving, I'm just moving, I can't talk to you, I can't hold a conversation, I can't concentrate. And then it goes back to the two minutes of a bit more, or not leisurely, but like a, a, a sort of the 130 beats per minute heart rate. And you just repeat that process, two minutes, 130 beats per minute, one minute, 150 beats per minute, and you repeat that process until the until the time is up. That way, we can make you burn more calories in less time because you're getting that little mini sprint, mini sort of high intensity burst every couple of minutes. But you're getting time to recover, to chat, to watch Netflix on your iPhone or whatever you're doing on the thing, 
but it's a good way to make the cardio a bit more efficient to make to make you burn a few more calories which will just which will help you in the long run um, but it doesn't kill you because doing like doing high intensity sprints on no calories you just can't do it you haven't got the fuel to be able to perform yeah tough excellent <clears throat> well that is how to get in cover model shape team <laughs> <laughs> Everything there from Wade. Wade, that was excellent, mate. Um, I like to finish these with a top five. So, of course, your top five is going to be the top five tips for anyone looking to get in photo shoot or cover model shape, the best shape of your life, whatever you want to frame it. The top five tips. Let's hear them. Top five. Understand your why know why you're doing it and make sure it is extrinsic you're doing it for yourself you're not doing it for someone else because it's difficult to get into cover model shape so you must make sure your intrinsic motivation is high um, and you're doing it for yourself if your motivation is high or you're doing it for someone else you're more likely gonna gonna potentially fail or fall off the wagon which should be really demotivating for you to be mentally so make sure if and when you choose to do it, it's for yourself and you have a high level of intrinsic motivation. Hugely. Be patient. Number two, it takes a while. Like it, it doesn't happen overnight. It may take a year. It may take a year. It may take 12 weeks. It may take six weeks. Like be patient. Number three, be consistent. Right? That's not five days out of seven. That's seven days out of seven on repeat every week, every month. Like two days off of a weekend, like I alluded to earlier, if you have too many thousand calories on a weekend, you could put yourself three weeks back. So make sure you are consistent. Number four, enjoy it. Especially if you're only going to do it once. Like just enjoy and embrace every single bit of it. Um, I've had people who like, I don't know if they enjoyed or didn't enjoy like, but it's got through it. But they look back and they go, I bloody did that. I that's me. Look at that photo, that's me. So that's something that like just make sure you embrace and enjoy the journey, learn from it and stuff like that. Um then tip five, dig deep. Like there will be times where you will struggle. Potentially for for me, one of mine would have been like um going out for dinner with friends or family. Family was a, was a tough one. My family don't get what I do. Um, so if I went around theirs for dinner, like they're like just calorie overload or drinking wine or beers. And there's me with my Tupperware and my glass of water. Like, yeah, don't mind me. It's all all right. But you need a strong mindset to get into that shape. That's why I got uncovered my normal shape. My family haven't got uncovered my normal shape. So, like, everyone's each to their own. If it's their goal, it's their goal. But that's what had to be intrinsic to me. If I was doing that for someone else, I would have had a glass of wine straight away and probably had two bottles. Because like, <laughs> I, like, I like a glass of wine. But because I had a very high intrinsic motivation, I was happy to say no. I don't want it right now. Ask me in a couple of weeks after my photo shoot, after I've gotten cover one shape, yeah, you know what, I would like a glass of wine. But right now, it, it doesn't coincide with my goals of achieving this cover model physique so i no, i don't want it right now like uh what this is a phrase one of my clients actually said to me and i'll leave you guys with this before sort of andrew wraps up but it's not you can't have something so you don't want it so rather than saying oh i can't have that slice of cake because i'm on a diet going 
I know I don't want that slice of cake because it doesn't it doesn't coincide with my goals. My goal is I want to lose two pounds this week, or my goal is I want to lose uh, forty pounds for my wedding to fit, or whatever your goal is. It's not that you can't have something. Potentially, like start start changing the wording and hit a no, no, I don't want that because it it won't help me hit my goals. And when one of my my clients told me that, and I was like, that is so powerful, such a powerful little just way of changing the words. To, to help to help you with your mindset, or especially when you're potentially wording it to work colleagues. Oh, no, I can't have that, mate. I'm on a diet. Oh, you're on a diet, mate. What you going? Oh, no, mate. I don't want it. I don't want it. Thanks. I'm all good. I don't, I don't want it rather than I can't have it. Very good way of wording things to help with your mindset. So there you are, buddy. There's, uh, there's some tips. 100%. <laughs> Those are five amazing tips. Well, we'll wrap it up at that, Wade. Um, just as a quick finisher, where can anyone find you? Um, just uh, everything will be linked below, but just give everything a quick shout out and uh, put the links below. So my main place to get me would be on Instagram and it is at Coach Wade Foster. Uh, a link will be below because loads of people confuse how you spell Wade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, at Coach Wade Foster is on Instagram and that's where I am uh, spending most of my time. Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Wade. Really enjoyed that. Um, Final reminder for anyone who would like a free fat loss guide to get you started on the road to maybe a photo shoot, then all you have to do is click the link below. It's in the description. Drop your email in and I'll send it across. And for anyone who would like a completely free coaching call as well, drop a review or screenshot this and tag me in your stories. Wade, thanks very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. And we'll call it that. Absolutely, thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me on. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two, kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends. And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.